Welcome to Women of Substance. Today you're going to hear from a very special lady. She is a pastor of her local church. She's the lead pastor of Faith Life Church. And here in the Tampa area, a really good friend of mine. We we go way back um, to the ni- 1990s. And um, her name is Pastor Jane McDonough. Um, she has served in many areas of ministry through the years. But the last 25, she's been pastoring her own church. And her husband now, 20 years, has just joined her to help her pastor the church. But she's amazing. I love Jane. Uh, uh, her organizational abilities are outstanding. She came to help me in Panama City Beach years ago um, to help our staff and our employees just um, become more efficient in all of our workings and relationships. And so we talk a little bit about that today, too. But I know that you'll enjoy her. She is a joy. She has that common sense that I love. And yet she is so spiritual. She just loves the spirit of God and the word of God. So listen to to her and just be open to receive from the Lord today. Also, let other people know about this podcast so that they can glean from all of her experience, too. God bless you as you watch. Well, welcome today to Women of Substance. We're so glad that you're here. And look at my special friend, (laughs) Pastor Jane McDonough. I'm so glad that you're here today, Jane. It's good to be with you, Scarlett. Thank you for <laughs> very, very fun. Um, I met Jane years ago. Uh, yeah. She came to our church in Panama City Beach, and I think it was in the 1990s, maybe the early yeah. 90s. Yeah. And uh, she did, of course, she taught our congregation, and she's an excellent teacher, but also she did some consulting work for us, for our staff and our uh, employees. And oh, it was so helpful. And it was just amazing to kind of organize and plan and have, you know, enlarge the vision that we had. And and um, she interviewed all the employees and, uh, you know, had feedback from all of them of what they their expectation was. And and um, and so it helped us uh, decide, you know, which staff would would stay and be. Uh, where they are and the position that they are and which would maybe move to another position or grow, you know, into another place. And so it was so helpful. I just want to thank you for that. I've never oh, forgotten yeah. some, some of the things that you taught me that, that week that you were there. <laughs> oh, good. It's fun. I love interviewing the people and seeing the different visions of pastors and just helping really. I just always say this, you got to administer your vision effectively. And yeah. So the vision, the big thing, but it's that conduit, the staff and the team that brings the vision and makes it clear. So yeah, it was fun to do. I spent, oh gosh, probably about five or six years traveling doing that. It was a lot of fun. Made a lot of good friends and good pastor friends, churches, met a lot of wonderful people. And you were one of those. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I bet you did. And I know you impacted every one of them like you did our church. It was just amazing and i i don't know if you still do that sort of thing but if you do i highly recommend her <laughs> because it is so just i you know really we didn't have anyone else um ever that presented you know as a consultant in that manner 
um, you know, we had church growth consultants that would help us with that sort of thing. Or even we had some consultants that would help um, if you needed money raised for a, the next phase of your building program, that sort of thing. But you you were just a specialty consultant that really, really helped us. So anyway, I appreciate that. <laughs> so, I love doing it. I, I don't do it quite as much now because uh, obviously pastoring the church, but we we are thinking about and praying about moving into a season as I kind of um, do some different things differently with the church of stepping back in and helping some pastors. So just take it one at a time and see what um, what we can do, what we can do. We try our best to do it, but it is fun. It's fun to help a pastor connect all the dots between yeah. their vision and what they're doing, their strategy, the team, and really does the team you know, is there a clear vision? Do they understand it? Many times I think we as pastors think our team knows the vision or our strategy, but yeah. really then when they're asked, um, it just is not as clear as we think it is. And right. so that's the things that um, I did help with is helping to make sure that the vision that the pastor has is clearly communicated to the staff and then that the staff, that whatever their tasks are, uh, yeah. whatever the responsibilities are, are connected back to that vision too. Yeah. That what they're doing ties in to what is supposed to be done to bring that vision to pass. And so, you know, there's always the opportunity for disconnect. Anytime you're working with a team, the larger you get, the, you know, the sometimes the more challenging it can be too. Yeah. But it's it, fun to help the dots. <laughs> it really is. And um, I remember some of the things you said too, to this day, you know, that really helped me. And um, I know I remember one of the times you were teaching, you said something about, I'm going to talk about leadership. And then you said, leadership is not really in the Bible, except for the blind leading the blind. <laughs> <laughs> and they both fall into the ditch. Yeah. <laughs> so then, you know, you switch to servitude and <laughs> being a servant. And the great, yeah. what Jesus said, the greatest among you will be a servant of all. And so I thought that was an interesting point, too, because um, I think the the uh, Christian leader is born out of being a servant, you know. To yeah, absolutely. That you're, that you're serving. Oh. And, that. and how that even came about is when I first started traveling um, to churches, I had been an associate pastor at a church, done children's ministry, and then I'd worked for a uh, minister, ministerial association. Anyway, so when I started to travel, I thought, you know what? I'm going to teach these pastors on leadership. So I just real quickly did a search on the word lead, leadership. Now, there's tons of examples of godly leaders and there's godly principles yeah. of leadership in the Bible, but really just the word you know, and obviously, depending on the translation, too, but like in the New King James Version, the word lead, leadership, it is not mentioned most. But right. what is mentioned, and that's where I say the one, the one place it is mentioned is the blind lead the blind and they both <laughs> fall in the ditch. <laughs> but, but what is mentioned is being a good follower. Yes. And so, wow, every leader, if you want to be a good leader of a church in a ministry with your family, follow Jesus closely. Yeah. And we're a good follower, you make a good leader. Yes, that's so true. It is. And following um, the the uh, uh, the authority of the local church, you know, yeah. following the pastor or the children's minister or the youth 
you know, following those who are following the Lord, because that's what Paul said, you know, yeah. follow me as I follow the Lord. So that's just, that it was so good what you ministered that day. And then lots, I could go into lots of other things, but I just appreciate what you did for our church then. And, um, and uh, you started your church that you're pastoring now 25 years ago. Yes, it's hard to believe, but we celebrated uh, in August. We celebrated 25 years here at Faith Life, which is amazing. That to is me. Faith Life Church, and you're in Tampa, Hillsbury <laughs> County. Yeah, so you're not too far from us. Yeah, not very Praise far. <laughs> and you, like you mentioned, you did itinerant work. You were uh, kind of a missionary to Peru, right, for a year. I did. I actually went with Wycliffe Bible Translators, which was a a really good experience, kind of out of, um, you might say, out of our company, um, but met a lot of wonderful people. And, you know, if you know much about Wycliffe, they go into the remote places and Mm -hmm. translate scriptures. They develop alphabets for people. And really what their goal is, is to get the Bible in that language for that particular group of people. And so I went to Peru and I really went as a teacher of the missionary kids for a year. I spent a year over there. And so really it it was a, it was a nice experience, a wonderful experience really with a lot of wonderful people. Um, But my major role on the mission field for that was that I taught the missionary kids, but then the extra little side thing that happened is all of them are linguists and they don't want them to get involved in local churches because it takes them away from what they're called to do. So they also had me do a Bible study. So I did a little church every Sunday for all the missionaries. And um, so it was good because then I got to teach, you know, principles of faith to these people that uh, it was kind of new to them, but they just latched on because they're kind of, they're plowers, they're out there on the front field. So when they heard the message, of faith and those principles, you know, it was wonderful. So that was a little side blessing that I got to teach uh, the yeah. word of God and teach the Bible about faith uh, to those missionaries. So That's that was awesome. Too. That's yeah. wonderful. Uh, and then you came back, uh, children's pastor, associate pastor for what, six years? Yeah. And, yep. I and there. traveled Here. for five and then Faith Life Church founder. That's amazing what all you've done. What great experience. Yeah. It's been a good journey. Learned a lot of things, learned a lot of lessons. Yeah. (laughs) Another thing I remember that you said that um, at one place you were working, somebody was supposed to do the bulletin boards and they didn't do it, didn't show up, didn't whatever. And you thought, well, I could do a bulletin board. You know, I'm capable of doing that so he went down and was doing the bulletin board and your boss said what are you doing <laughs> that's not your responsibility <laughs> and I'm paying you a lot more than I would pay somebody to do a bulletin board so. yeah actually that was my first job at the at the church I was like the associate pastor and the ministry administrator and because of my um, background in education they also asked me to start a daycare So I started a daycare at the church and it was one of those daycare teams that was supposed to make a bulletin board. And what they did was not excellent at all. So I just got frustrated and made the bulletin board myself. (laughs) And that's when the pastor said, look, I paid a lot for that bulletin board right there. I am not 
paying you. I'm paying you to train them how to do it. So that was a good lesson in administration for me. I, I learned a lot, um, you know, helping to run the ins- the inner workings of the church. I thought when I was um, put in as associate pastor, I thought that meant I was going to get to teach more, but it really meant I was going to do more <laughs> behind the scenes, <laughs> making sure that all the ministry flowed together and really accomplished the vision. So I, I learned a lot there. Yeah, that's just so good because sometimes I think um, maybe even I know you probably weren't pressured to do that, but I th- I have felt pressure before. Um, what you know, you're not good enough to do these little jobs and here and there and the other. Um, and so you you know, feel pressure. Okay, I'll do whatever this is, and and we're really missing the the big picture of what we're supposed to be doing, which is what you described, and what I was supposed to be doing at that point was managing, yeah. managing people, man, and training instead of hands on myself. Um, yeah. But, you know, live and learn, right? <laughs> just well, and honestly, it's easier sometimes and quicker to do it yeah. yourself. Sure. But I have learned that, I, and I still, I'm still learning this every day as pastor. Um, I've got to make sure that I train others to do it and make an investment, which sometimes an investment takes more initially, takes more time and effort initially, but yet the fruit of it, pays off exponentially. And so still to this day, I have to remind myself, is this the best thing uh, for me? Is this the best thing I should be doing? Um, I think um, it's been said, um, is this something only I can do or can Mm -hmm. someone else do this? And they may not be able to do it better, but can they do it? You know, eventually, if you let them do it, they'll probably eventually wind up doing it better than you can. But I think I had to, I had to keep what excellence is in mind. Excellence Mm -hmm. is not always being perfect. Sometimes initially you have to do with a little bit of, um, if I can put it this way, it may be lacking in a little bit of excellence Mm -hmm. as you're training someone, but the lack of excellence, I'm not talking about way below the standard, but right. a little bit lacking in excellence, yeah, maybe you could do it better. But eventually, if you'll put up with that little bit of lack at the beginning, they'll catch up and even exceed you. And honestly, sometimes even with the church, especially when you know it's one thing to go tell other pastors, but then when yeah. you become the pastor and everything reflects on you, I had to really learn, um, hey, let the people grow. And let them grow into that place. And so I actually had to put up with a little bit of lack of excellence so that we could get to excellence and beyond so that more people were involved in doing it. They have to be. Sure. Yeah. That was kind of challenging for me. Well, yeah, I think it is for most of us because it takes time and patience. And um, I think Willie George said one time, that, you know, don't expect what you don't inspect. So you have to watch over it, you know, and, and make sure. And then if it's not done correctly, then bring, you know, some suggestions in there. So so it's a lot more work, like you said, than just doing it yourself yeah. Yeah. and getting it done. 
Yeah. But it is nice because when you train people and help them come up to that place of excellence, then they're able to train others. And it really does help the church grow, I believe. Yeah. Well, and more people get ministered to. I mean, it's again, the effect is exponential. Whereas if you have to do it all yourself, there's only so much you can do. I mean, Jesus had 12 disciples. You know, yeah. and so through those 12 disciples, then they went out and, you know, we know what the Bible looks like and, and how t- us today, we're still discipling. We're disciples yeah. of Jesus and all because it's all grown through the years. But we have to disciple people and yeah. that does take extra effort. It takes time. You have to stop and you have to think about not just think about what you want said, but you have to think about um, did I communicate? You have to ask them back, hey, tell me what I said. Or a lot of times I'll send notes after meetings or I'll ask my staff, hey, send me back what you think I was asking you to do in this meeting. And sometimes then there just needs to be clarity. And it's just about communicating well so that everybody can be successful um, yeah. and be fruitful. And really, I mean, that's what I think the Lord's called us all to do is yeah. to make sure that other people succeed and other people are growing. I mean, as a pastor, I want to see the people in my church grow in their faith. And I want to yeah. see them be able to pray for the sick and them to live by faith and get their prayers answered and not just calling the pastor, hey, will you pray for me? Right. You know, seeing them grow and the grace operating in their life. But that's a lot of, um, it takes a lot of skill. It takes mm-hmm. being intentional putting out clear guidelines. They say that uh, as far as the vision and communicating the vision, just about the time you get tired of saying it is just when people first heard it. (laughs) I believe that. (laughs) So we come up with ways here at the church. um, We do what's called a huddle up every Sunday where we have um, the workers for our first service come and we, we pray. But at the end of that prayer, every time we pray, We always say our mission statement, and that is we're helping people move from where they are to where God wants them to be. I mean, so we pray that every Sunday with every team. And still, you might ask somebody here at Faith Life Church, what's our mission statement? Uh, (laughs) um, But I think if they if I say, oh, remember the prayer on Sunday, they'll go, yeah, we're helping people move from. And you really don't know that your voice has been heard until you hear it back. Yeah. And then when you begin to hear people on your staff and on the team, when they begin to say that, then you know they've heard it. When I got an email from one of our staff the other day, they had just copied me in and I thought, oh, that is so good. And they were writing a manual for our small groups or updating the manual. And they said, now, remember, you know, our mission is to in small groups is to help people go from where they are to where God wants them to be. And I thought, wow. Okay, my voice is being heard. I don't yeah. have just a position of leader or a position as the pastor, but now I have a voice because people are repeating it. And yeah. really, that's all part of getting that vision out and speaking it. And what does Habakkuk say? You know, write the vision down yeah. so that people who can read who read it can run with it. If they yeah. can't read it, if they can't understand it, how are they ever going to run with it? But man, there's nothing like having a group of people around you who are excited and passionate about the vision because yeah. it's being clearly communicated and they're running, not just walking, but they are running. Right. That, that's exciting. It is exciting. 
And it does take a lot of repetition. We we as leaders shouldn't get tired of saying it over and over. I know sometimes we do get weary, but I think that, you know, that's such a good point that you made that just say it and say it and say it, you know, and and say it until you hear them say it and then probably say it some more. You know, just yeah. as yeah. it's just important to keep it right there in front of you all the time. Um so after all of this wonderful ministry that you did, even after you started your church, you met your husband. I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely one of the best things in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us how that happened. Yeah. Um, well, I had been a single for many years, you know, well into adulthood. And I think you get to that place you know, where people begin to feel for you. <laughs> you know, like, well, I think she's okay. She looks okay and not much wrong with her. What, you know, I don't know what's going on here. Um, you know, I, I just had it in my heart that God, you know, had a marriage for me, a man for me. All of us walk different journeys. And so I just kept believing God and had it written down what I was believing God for. And I, I'm not saying that there were not moments that I got frustrated. There were not yeah. moments going, God, you know, but I just finally, I remember just selling in my heart, God, I know you. I know that you said that you would give me the desires of my heart. And that means also if you placed that desire in me to be married, then you will bring the right man. Yeah. And I had some growing that I had to do, even from my background, my childhood, some things happened there that really just caused me to be closed off as far as believing that somebody could really love me. So I had a little journey that I had to walk out inside. People yeah. can look on the outside. Everything is good, but sometimes people are still growing inside. And I had some yeah. growth inside that I had to do. But um, one Wednesday night, my husband showed up at church. He um, had been uh, transferred down here. He's in corporate sales or had been in corporate sales just this past year in May. He stepped out. Um, and is now helping me full time as a church. But most of our marriage, we celebrated 20 years. He's been in corporate sales and he was offered the territory in Florida. He had had the whole southeast, but Florida was really growing. So he moved down here from Minnesota and he found out about the church through. Uh, he went to Mac Hammond's church in Minnesota oh, and uh, knew about Jim Caseman and Jim Caseman. Um, was here going to speak at our church. And he heard that he saw um, a picture of it. So I thought, I know him. He spoke at my church. <laughs> so he came to visit. And then through a series of events, he just thought, wow, you know what? I get fed at this church. And so he decided to stay, um, become a member. And when he first decided to stay, he was actually in a relationship with someone in Minnesota. So it was kind of nice because when he first started coming to the church, he was in that relationship. So it gave him an opportunity to just get involved in the church and not yeah. be thinking about a relationship with this pastor. But uh, right. one, um, actually, my secretary said, you need to invite that guy. He's pretty <laughs> handsome. Invite him to come help us. Let's find out more about him. So he came <laughs> to help us hang a banner. And he made the statement, yeah, the relationship I was in. So I thought, oh, okay, he's free now. <laughs> but anyway, so we, I, I had to help him a little bit. And, um, you know, because he's like, you just don't want to be that guy 
that everybody points at and goes, yeah, there's the guy the pastor shot down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I set up a meeting, uh, kind of a dinner date. I normally would never have done this as a single woman pastoring, um, but I did set up a date. Uh, My friend Alicia Gilligan, she's a pastor's wife. They pastor in Ocala. And she goes, yeah, you're going to have to help them. You know, invite him out to a place. So I invited him to dinner to talk about his role in the church. And yeah. that kind of dinner kind of sealed it. We we talked for a long time and then kind of started dating. And anyway, just moved on from there. We prayed about it. Dr. Roy Hicks, you may remember him. Yes. He, he was a good friend of mine. He just, he and Mrs. Hicks just kind of mentored me as a, one of their daughters. And so he kind of helped us out and other friends, Jim and Kathleen Caseman, they they helped us out. And um, we just kind of knew it was God. You didn't want to hang too long. I mean, everybody in our church, you know, Jeff said, you don't know what it's like to have 250 people all looking at you going, oh, you know, measuring you up. So, um, But anyway, we got married and then we adopted two boys. We have two sons, Stephen and Ethan. I just had it in my heart to... Um, help older kids. And so Stephen was 10 when we adopted him. And then his brother, Ethan, came a year later and he was five when we adopted him. So now they're, gosh, 27 and 24. But um, yeah, we brought them in. And then Jeff also has three grown daughters in Minnesota. But God just did some amazing things in the very beginning. Uh, One real quick story that just gives God glory. But I just began to feel like the Lord wanted me to build a new house. And here I was a single woman. I did not need a huge house, but I was praying. And I remember writing in my journal, okay, God, you know, if you want me to build this house, you need to fill this house with a family. And when (laughs) I actually went and signed the contract, my sister was a realtor. And so she was with me. And um, when I signed the contract to have the house built, I jokingly said to the salesman, uh, he was saying, yeah, now how are you going to pay for this house? You know? And um, I said, oh, I'm going to get a man. I said, I'm going to get a husband and he's going to pay for the house. And is Jeff came on and we got engaged and he actually paid for the house. <laughs> Praise God. Um, so we had moved into the area that we're still in that house. It's a beautiful home. Oh. And I thought you got to fill the house with the family. And he did that. So that um, salesman, when that area, because that area was growing and they were doing articles on it and the newspaper came to this salesman and said, hey, any interesting families in this community? And he goes, yeah, this pastor, you need to talk to her. She got a husband to pay for her house. <laughs> did a whole article on this. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> oh, that's a great story. God has blessed me. He honors my gift, my calling. My husband does. Um, you know, we've had our challenges, ups and downs, obviously fostering two boys that had, you know, started in broken beginnings, has had its own challenges. But we are so grateful, thankful, um, blessed. They are doing well. Both of them serve in the church. Um, they both are headed into their own careers now. Um, but we're just grateful. We're blessed as a family blessed as a church ready to see God do the next good thing um, Mm -hmm. for the church and so just excited that I wound up here by God's grace (laughs) oh I know it's awesome praise God so when you because I know there are some out there that pastor maybe pastor a church by themselves or maybe with a husband who isn't pastor but they are 
what, you know, and I know that Jeff's helping you now since what may full time and all, but the, um, the challenges that you have, uh, I mean, I can just imagine you tell me because I don't know for sure, but I can imagine that people would come in and maybe see y'all together and assume he's the pastor. Yeah. He, years. Jokingly, he jokingly said for years, I'm the pastor's wife. <laughs> Exactly. Some people would say, you know, they would obviously say, hey, Pastor Jeff, you know, um, so, but he's so secure and people would just laugh about that. Um, You know, he would make them laugh, you know, and he would tell them what he did. But yeah, they do. But I mean, obviously, if they're here at a church service, they're eventually going to see or on our website, you know, it's going to it's going to be clear who the pastor is even now. Every Sunday, he welcomes our guests. And so just recently, he got ordained. For many years, he really didn't want to be in that official role as a pastor. It's only here that he stepped in. And so he always called himself Jeff. And he'd say, hey, I'm Jeff McDonough. I'm, you know, the husband of Pastor Jane. And now, though, that he welcomes a guest, he does say, I'm Pastor Jeff. And my wife, you know, Pastor Jane is the pastor and we pastor together. Um, But again, that's only you know this year um and he does part-time you know he still is involved in some other things but he also leads our men's ministry which is he's always led that um since about you know four or five years into our marriage he's led that so that's been a real um good spot for him Mm -hmm. and he's always enjoyed that and it's obviously very important to have a strong men's ministry when you do have a woman pastor. And so sure. that's a really good spot for him. That's so wonderful. enjoy that. Yeah, that's great. And y'all have um, uh, singles and youth and children's church and, and uh, uh, like a prayer and healing school. We do. We have, um, we call it faith healing center and we meet once a month. Uh, I don't lead it. We have uh, our, Ministry directors are Ugo and Eva Cruz, um, and they lead our Faith Healing Center. They meet once a month in person. It's like a healing school, like you know we had at Rama, yeah. and um, they have a service once a month. But every Thursday, other than the first Thursday when they meet in person, they have a healing Zoom class, and oh. so they use that Zoom class to build people's faith. And then they meet once a month and people can come and have hands laid on them and they have a full service. And they also, you know, we put it out. It's uh, live streamed on our website and on Facebook, YouTube. And so that's our Faith Healing Center. And then we have really, really strong small group ministry. Um, You know, we do our Sunday morning service, which is kind of the bread and butter. But then we believe our ministry is so much bigger than Sunday. Um, yeah. It's Sunday and. And so the small groups, we have uh, men's, ladies, youth, and uh, the, the ladies is joyful. The men's is iron men. And then we have our youth also have a Zoom along with their Sunday morning uh, that they do once a month. And then obviously we have children's ministry every Sunday. Um, so small group is another really important Part So we say really our big things are we have our Sunday morning, we have our outreach ministry, we have a wonderful outreach, food outreach ministry uh, to the city here. Um, It's grown exponentially this last year. We're about to do our Thanksgiving outreach. So we have the outreach, we have Faith Healing Center, and then we have the small groups. And so we're really just wanting to reach our community for Jesus. You know, 
shine brightly. We, we just, yeah. we have this thing that we're called to make a difference. Yeah. And our goal is, is that if our church were to be removed from this community, the community would miss us. Oh, that's so good. Oh, that church, they helped us so much. Yeah. And that's really our goal is to make such a difference that um, if we were gone, we're not planning on being gone, but if we were, they would certainly miss us because we've served them well. Amen. That's beautiful. I love that. Um, and we'll we'll put information up on the screen so that people can see your website and look at more of what you're doing there. And uh, Now, have you written any books? I haven't. I am in the process of writing a couple, got a couple started, and we'll see where they go. But um, oh. I, I'm, I'm kind of waiting on writing my story. I do want to write one about my journey, you yeah. know, and family and the faith and um, but just kind of waiting, letting it cook inside me. And then also going to write, write. A, I, I do a daily wisdom um, oh. from Proverbs. It's an email that we send out to our church and on our website. Anybody can sign up on our website. It's just a real short proverb of the day. And then it's just like I'm talking about three sentences. Um, for that daily wisdom. Yeah. And so I'm going to turn that into a devotional book. For oh, a book. And then yeah. also those little huddle up things that we do every Sunday. I'm going to write those for pastors, you know, 52 Sundays of messages to the team, building team statements. So got some of those coming up from the church. And then also just kind of praying about how I write my story. Yeah, so. that's wonderful. That'll be a great one. I know. Um, I have found the best books that I enjoy reading come from teachers. And I know you're a pastor, but I believe also that you're a teacher, excellent teacher. And so I'm looking forward to reading some of the things <laughs> that you're going to write. It just feeds me. I know that it's going to be good. Um, I forgot to mention that you are AFCM and an RMAI, Regional District Director. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Because that's so, these, wonderful ministerial associations. You know, I, I just, I believe that it's so important and uh, you're involved with two of them. Yeah. Well, obviously I graduated from Rama, So um, got involved uh, with RMAI just, I've always been ordained through them, but um, just this past year, I got involved serving the pastors in the West District for Florida um, for them. And I just love helping out pastors and many of them I've known for years. And so we do RMAI meetings. We just gather, fellowship, share with one another. And I do the same thing for AFCM. AFCM is headed by Jim Caseman, who is a first year Rama graduate. And before RMAI even had a licensing association before mm -hmm. RMAI, I, AFCM was there and I got connected with them in the early years and I've served AFCM along with the Caseman family for years in the same capacity, just helping and serving ministers. And I love helping pastors, ministers reach their goal and um, just helping them succeed in what God's calling them to do. I love it. I absolutely mm -hmm. love it. So I'm very honored to serve both of those ministries. That's great. Well, I know pastors can certainly use help. You know, sometimes it's kind of a lonely business. <laughs> and it's nice. It's nice to have friends, especially friends that are, are, you know, or fellow colleagues that want you to succeed instead of, yeah. you know, the opposite. Uh, so that's wonderful. Praise God that you're doing that. Well, um, 
Well, before we go, maybe you could pray for, especially, I know men watch this as well because they told me, but that mostly women watch this podcast. And my um, desire is to really encourage them and uh, hopefully empower them and inspire them to do what God's called them to do. And if they've gotten discouraged to, you know, to help bring some hope back. I know in the ministry, it can be tough. It can be hard sometimes. <laughs> and, you know, people get ugly or the devil is always ugly. And so, you know, uh, you can get beaten down at, at times. And so hopefully uh, we even today uh, brought some encouragement and help to people. But if you would don't mind praying for our audience in just whatever way you feel led um, before we go, I'd appreciate it. I will be happy to. Father, we just come to you in the precious name of Jesus. And Lord, I just thank you that you are the God who gives us courage. Lord, you give us courage yes. to do the things that you've called us to do. But more important, Lord, you help us to understand who you've created us to be. Jesus, we thank you that in you, we have everything we need to be who you've called us to be and to do what you've called us to do. Lord, help us to rely fully on you to help us reach that Holy Spirit. We, I pray over everyone watching this podcast right now. I pray that you would help them walk out the plan that you have for them, that you would enrich their life in every way, or that they would experience the rich relationship that you have created for them to have in you or that first and foremost, that relationship with you would be one that they would joy in, that they would grow in. And then out of that relationship with the father and with you, Jesus, Lord, they would then walk out their story. I just speak blessings over them. I yeah. speak courage to those who are discouraged. Lord, I thank you. Even those who may be suffering a disappointment, Lord, you help them get a new appointment right now. Holy Spirit, just stir up the gifts within them and help them to see who you created them to see. And Lord, we thank you for your blessings. Just yeah, you, pour out your goodness made known in their lives. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, amen. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that prayer. And I know some We'll really be blessed by that, Jane. Um, I just appreciate, again, you taking this time to um, be with us and to uh, just share the things that you've experienced and that you know. And I encourage everyone to get on Jane's website. Website, If you know somebody in her area, encourage them to go to her church. They'll be blessed and fed and helped. And uh, we're looking forward to the books coming out soon. <laughs> God bless you. God bless, bless you. God bless. <laughs> well, I encourage you again, get on her website and um, find out more about her ministry. Uh, she is just uh, such a, a stable woman of God. And, um, you know, I named this uh, podcast Women of Substance, and she certainly is one of those. She is a woman of great substance. Um, great faith and grace and um, just you could glean so much, I believe, from her teaching and her experience. So be sure and do that. And until next time, um, I always try to encourage you if, if you've gained some uh, just inspiration by this one today, call somebody, tell them, text them and tell them about the uh, podcast so that they can also be encouraged. Until next time, we love you. God bless you.
Thank you again for joining us. And I just want to let you know that these Women of Substance podcasts are the first and third Fridays of every month. So we do two a month just to encourage and empower you and inspire you. Tell other people about them when you listen to them and it means something to you. Let some other people know about it because we really want to get the word into women's hearts that they are significant, they're important to God, and they can do what he's called them to do. If you would like to donate to Women of Substance podcast, uh, we appreciate your support because it does cost finances to get these done, and we uh, appreciate any support. Uh, We've had probably about 30,000 listeners, and uh, it's just so exciting to hear People tell me, Scarlett, I I heard this interview or I heard your teaching on this and it really helped me. It it brought me to a place of faith when I was struggling or, you know, a situation that um, it it got me through that situation. So um, if you would like to contribute also, you can do that by going to ScarlettHorton.com. Also, if you need prayer, uh, we would love for you to write prayer requests. We love to pray, and we love to pray for any needs that you have at office at scarlethorton.com. Also, contact us. We have a Grace and Faith magazine that we put out usually once a quarter, and it gives information about Horton Ministries. My husband, David Horton, and I travel overseas a lot. We give reports of where we've been and the many people that have gotten saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, the miracles that God does. And I know that you would love to read that magazine as well. So let us know if you'd like it. And then we want to invite you, if you're in the Tampa Bay area on vacation, or maybe you live down here and you didn't know that there is a Word of Faith Grace Church called Grace Harvest Church, and it's in Holiday And uh, we would love to have you come. We have services uh, Sunday morning at 10 and Wednesday night at 7. So I know that you would love our church. Then also on our website, we have a lot of faith building resources. David has written some books and I've written a book and a workbook. And then we have some new books coming out very soon. So uh, these resources would help you. And they're uh, scarlethorton.com and you can go on and see those if you would like to purchase those. And then if you would like to book us for an event, any kind of conventions or conferences, we love to minister and travel and preach as well. So uh, we'd love to do that. Again, if you need prayer, don't hesitate. We know God hears and answers prayer. God bless you.